Ian did something brilliant. He picked this story to do as an all-age one. And this is really lucky for all you adults. Because you can either make this passage really, really complicated and miss the entire point of it, or you can just do it really, really simply and see the point. So there is only one point. There was this person, and he was blind. And then he met Jesus, and his entire life was completely and utterly transformed. He literally moved from being blind to being able to see, in order that we would know that God can do amazing things. Isn't that good? (laughs) Excellent, there is proof of life. And if we really see it, we might just get a little bit more excited and hear people saying things like, Hallelujah, I was blind, but now I can see. It is the ultimate light bulb moment. So two people in the story get it totally, totally right. Totally right. Imagine what it would be like if we were like the blind man and we literally went from being blind to see. And then what does he do? He goes around leaping around going... I was blind, but now I see I met this Jesus and he completely changed my life. Amazing. Unfortunately, he's not the only one in the story. You see, the re- we're just going to have a look at what other people in the story do. But the other people in the story are like this. They are the ultimate barriers. Let's see what they did, and see whether you recognize it in what we do. So, the disciples, well, they're a bit like a dictionary. This is the closest I could find to a dictionary, so an encyclopedia dictionary, you'll have to go. They want to define what's going on. They want to understand what's happening. Whose fault was it? They want somebody to blame They want to blame somebody for what's going on. Can you think of anybody anywhere in our culture where blames comes before help in the situation? I think we can. What do they want? They want superiority. And they want to feel like they're in control of the situation. They want to know what's going on. Now, I feel sorry for the uh, disciples because basically every preacher gets up here and batters them um, each week. And they got to see Jesus do these most incredible things firsthand. uh, And we didn't know. We've read this story loads of times and seen it before. So I do feel some um, some sympathy for them. But that's what they're showing us. Who can we blame? Who can we control? Not somebody's just been made um, able to see again when they were blind. Now, I wonder how you would feel if I started checking my phone right now. I guess you feel like it would be a distraction. It's really annoying when you're having a conversation with people and they start looking stuff up on their phone. 
The neighbours in the story are a bit like that. Because when faced with this whole, let's, um, I was blind but now I see, actually all they want to do is work out whether it's really the man at all or whether it's his standing, uh, a double. <coughs> see, sometimes we just can't deal with ultimate truth. We'll do anything to find a distraction. We want something to get in the way because otherwise we might have to think about something that's really important. Is it him? Does it look like him? Maybe we could just explain it away. Because ultimately, if this Jesus person really is God and can do incredible things, that might just be a little bit inconvenient for us. We might actually have to change our life and get excited and help people and do all those kind of things. So we find all the ways that we can to avoid it. Um, I always remember that bumper sticky, uh, God's here, look busy. What a terrible idea. God's here, go and talk to him. It's going to be far more interesting than whatever you're doing. Beware the distractions. Beware the inconvenience. What about the other people? And if you read the story, we, we only read a little bit of it, but then this, the Pharisees turn up, and at that moment we all boo, don't we? Because they're really awful. Uh, and what did I bring in for them? Uh, a rule book for the game. I, we did have the game of life. I wish I had the rule book for the game of life. That would have been really good. But that's what they're looking for. Rather than, wow, there was this blind man, and now he can see, what did the Pharisees do? You can't do that on the Sabbath. You're a very naughty boy. He's going to upset our rules. That's just not the way we do things round here. Why? Because it's much easier, it's much simpler to live in a world where there's laws and not love. Because ultimately, that will make us lose our power and our influence because somebody else more powerful has come along to take that away. And the final people in the story are the man's parents. And what do they show us? They show us a spider. Why the spider? Because half of you are afraid of them. So we, we don't want to listen to Jesus because we're afraid. We count the cost of what's going on. It could be a real challenge. It could ask you to do something inconvenient. Like look after people. And be with them in their suffering and in their difficult things. We could lose our status. Or people might laugh at us. Or we might, people might stop being friends with us. Or lots of things. We might lose our popularity, and we quite like people liking us, could be difficult. So there we go. We're a long way from hallelujah now, aren't we? I was blind, but now I see. And yet faced with that challenge, everybody else in the story put up barriers, made the world complicated, avoided the truth. Because it was easier than actually living by that truth.